0: This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Oh, and welcome
1: to another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast. Your hosts today are myself, life coach Tasman Sullivan, and Roxana Stingu, head of search and SEO at Alame. Hi, Roxana. Hi. How are you? Yeah, good. Hello, everybody. We've been really looking forward to having our chat, Roxana. Ever since we had that chat about um, our topic today, been really, really excited. So to give everyone a heads up, our topic today is on beliefs and where they come from, how they shape our lives and we're also going to talk about how to change your belief system to get the most of what you want from life. This is a topic that's quite passionate. You're quite passionate about as well, Roxana.
2: Yeah, because um, it, it's kind of affected my my whole career and kind of also guided me. So um, I'm very happy to share my experiences if that means somebody else can learn from them and get where they need to be faster.
1: Absolutely. So I'm gonna just jump in and ask you the big question what do beliefs mean to you and where do you believe that they form where do they come from
2: um, it, well, it depends how much time we have, because um, I think my beliefs go as far back as my childhood and what I learned from my family. Mm. But um, you you also kind of form beliefs based on environment. So I, I know my beliefs changed during high school and university based on the people I, I met and hanged with. And then um, they also kind of changed as I was progressing in my career and changing roles and working with different people. But I think that the most important beliefs, they just come from inside of us, um, and they're fueled by, you know, happiness and success or by sadness and fear.
1: Oh, it's really, really interesting that you, you, you feel that there are some internal, innate, in, would you call them your innate beliefs?
2: Yeah, because if, if I think I'm afraid of something, that will drive what I do. Yeah. Um, after. Yeah. If I can convince myself that I am not afraid, then I'm, I'm, will, I'm more willing to take chances, take a, a leap of faith and, and do things that otherwise I, I wouldn't do. Yeah. So I, I think the, the way we perceive ourselves and what we think about ourselves will also kind of design our life. So if we think little about ourselves, we will never allow us to do anything great. But if if we think we are Um, the people who can do those things, and Mm. we are capable, then we might achieve even more than we think we can.
1: I read somewhere that there are actually only two real fears. I think somebody told me, you know, fear of being attacked, um, fear of falling, which is the fear that children are tackling with when they learn how to walk. But apart from that, the fears that we believe we have are things that we can control with with time and experience and and if we you know if we've got enough of a why to to actually go and control them quite interesting because we, we have this instinctual fear that comes
2: from our you know our past animal brain or whatever it's called where it's that uh, fight or flight instinct Absolutely. that we can't really control it's all chemistry in our body you get adrenaline, you, you get all the stuff released, and it's not really up to you anymore what you believe. It's what mm. your body needs to do in that situation. But you, you might be right about everything else because if it's not that, it's in our brain, it's in our minds. It's yeah. not our body reacting to something, it's it's ourselves.
1: Um, somebody, it's a shame I can't show, you, show visually, but somebody said that um, if you think of your fist as the brain and the lower part where it's stemming into your arm, that's the um, that's your fight or flight response center, if you like, and the top of it where your fingers are, that's your thinking brain. But the two parts communicate all the time, and the 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 trick is to encourage that communication, to actively have that communication, to be thinking through. So I'm I'm quite scared of flying, but it's not that I don't fly. But in those situations, I recognise, OK, I'm going to go in the plane. I am going to be fearful. What can I do to minimise it? Um, for me, it's taking day flights because I like the activity in the plane. I will make sure that I'm sit- sat quite near the front, that I've got lots lots of movies to watch. And it's finding a way to curb that fear so you're pretty much combining your instinct with your logic I mean my husband hates it because he likes having <laughs> night flights <laughs> and and lately it's oh I will only travel by these these um, aircrafts because they're bigger so the, our, our, our travel bill's going up and up <laughs> but we're traveling
2: I mean you know it, at an extreme, it could be worse. You could never get on a flight because you're too afraid, but you're fighting through that. You're thinking it logically, and you're realizing if I do these things to myself, I can get on a plane and it will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Even if the bill is going
1: up. <laughs> but then I think also there are the beliefs that we have instilled in us from childhood whether it's you know whether you're academically gifted or not a lot of these things that our parents and teachers and best friends and whoever has some sort of authority and influence over us they tell us we we believe but it you know as we get into adulthood and want to progress in our careers there is an opportunity to challenge those beliefs that we hold
2: I um, It's interesting you mentioned, you know, the people we interact with in school and that's usually teachers and I, I, I'm a prime example of a person who's had very good teachers but also very bad ones. Mm. And you're right, just looking back, it, it's always affected me. I used to love math and then when I went into high school I got um, this teacher who would always fail me at, on every exam, on everything. And I, I just couldn't understand. I was so good before. I understand maybe I'm not the same level as other people, but I'm not a fail grade. And I, you know, um, even to the day, I'm not quite sure what. Why that happened, um, but I do remember i I just lost my love of mathematics in high school. I just gave up. i I didn't want to learn it anymore. And the funny thing is, as as I got rid of that professor and I kind of moved on to university and other places where mathematics was still part of the curriculum, I picked it up again and I liked it. And um you know, anybody visiting me will see I have a lot of books on mathematics and statistics mm. and things even now. Because I still love it and I still like to read about it and learn new things. But I had a period in high school where because of this one teacher who kind of made me hate it, I, I gave it up. Yeah. And I, I wish I was mature enough back then to realize it. I'm not giving it up for, for, you know, for him.
3: I, mm. I'm giving it
2: up for me, which is bad because I like it. And I, I wish somebody knew what was going on to tell me, don't give up. Don't, don't go to that class, but keep on learning because you like it.
1: Well, I hope our conversation helps somebody because it's it's a real thing. You know, whatever we believe is what we then create for ourselves.
2: And it, it happens in, in um, our working mediums maybe mm. more than it should. You have some colleagues who, who, for who knows what reasons, they kind of put you down, even if they do it in a nice way and you don't realize it. But they, they try to keep you small and, and you don't evolve You. you and mostly you don't overtake them. I think that's what the problem is. So even if you do amazing work, they'll just come back and say, yeah, that's fine. Instead of telling you, actually, you're just a junior. This is amazing work for a junior. Well done. Or, you yeah. know, lifting you up and making you understand you're, you're doing more than you think you are.
1: Yeah. Which sort of leads into the next question. What impact do you feel beliefs have on our careers and actually in our wider lives as well?
2: So, yeah, because I, I guess we just touched on this a bit. So our beliefs should be our driving force. They they should make us do things, but more often it's what what's keeping us down and what's mm-hmm. keeping us behind because um, it's so much more, it is so easy to believe all the negative things we hear and it's so hard to focus on the positive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I'd, I'd like us to do an experiment because we'll have people listening to this. So for everybody listening, um think about the last time someone paid you a compliment and then think about the last time um, someone criticized you and then realize which one of the two came back to you faster as a memory, which memory um, is, is still very fresh in your head. And I'm, I'm saying that because I am pretty sure it's not going to be that one time somebody said you have a very nice smile.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: instead going to be that one time somebody made you feel inadequate in some way. Because we tend to cling to the negative and overthink it. And, you know, when you can't sleep at 2 a.m., um, that's what you think about. The the negatives, um, the negative feedback you got, the, the one person saying something bad about you. We don't think about all the good things that happened.
1: It's true. And and I would actually add to that experiment. The last time somebody paid you a compliment, how did you react? Did you say something like, oh, thank you, that's kind? and just absorb that positivity or did you dismiss it so I'm really guilty of this not so much now but before if somebody said to me oh you look nice I would say oh you know I just threw this together I couldn't accept the compliment or if somebody said "Um, you cooked that meal really well I couldn't accept the compliment Because that is giving you a clue on what your beliefs are. Maybe you don't believe that you're capable of cooking something nice or producing great work. I think that's a very important point. And as you were
2: saying it, I was thinking about somebody I actually work with who's... um, who's, Used to be a very shy person, mm-hmm. um, and she's come out of her um, shyness, and she's more, um, you know, she's she's able to to talk to more people, and she's more outco- outgoing. But any time I pay her a compliment, still to the day, the reaction is never "thank you, I deserve it." it it's mm-hmm. always uh, "oh no, you know, you know, it's it's just something I did." Like it's not she she doesn't see it as something, you know, like. Um, like a reward for something good she did. Um, she still sees it as yeah, you're just saying that because you're
1: polite. yeah which which is sad, which is so sad and you know we lose so much value in our lives by not being able to accept these compliments. I want to just um, just talk through a little I mean, it's not really an equation, but it's a way of illustrating how how impactful and how important our belief system is. So if you think of your belief system, Whatever that is, and it will impact how much of your potential you tap into. So if you've got your beliefs feeding into how much potential you tap into. Then whatever you've tapped into will determine what actions you take. And whatever actions you take will determine your results. And then those results feed back into your beliefs. So if you believe that you can do anything you will tap into your full potential. Your full potential will give you your full set of actions because you will go for it. And then that will give you a set of results that then feed back into, actually, I can achieve anything. But if your belief system is, I'm no good, or I can't do this, how much of your potential are you going to tap into? Not very much at all because you don't believe it and if you don't tap into your full potential what sort of actions are you going to take again you'll take actions of the person who doesn't really believe that they can do it and then your results are going to be a mirror of that and that then feeds back into it because then you think oh well i didn't really do very well but that makes sense because i'm not very good at it it's an ongoing destructive cycle pretty much
2: because it, one, one thing keeps feeding the other thing and it, you just get worse and worse at things b- because of all these negative beliefs. Mm-hmm. And they affect us in so many ways. It, it's how we interact with other people, how we, we make connections in general, and even how often we take a leap of faith or just say what's on our minds without fearing, you know, we'll be ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of, I... That's always been a fear of mine. As a public speaker, I always thought if something happens that's out of my control, um, how do I deal with it? I don't want people to to mock me afterwards. You know, Mm -hmm. like my microphone goes off, lights turn off, I lose my slides. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I... this was a few years back i had to do um a public um uh, presentation in porto in portugal mm-hmm. um, for a different community not the seo community but the wordpress developers community mm-hmm. and for me that was such a big change i was i was kind of fearing what do i do if anything happens these are people who's who you know english is not their primary language nor is it mine so communication is not as easy um uh, they're not my seos to kind of understand things um because they're a, a slight different group of people so what i ended up doing was i um i went for some improv classes you know improvisation yeah yeah and i think it helped me a lot because it it helped me be able to come up with something without having to overthink it first without having to prepare it beforehand and It also helped me put all these negative beliefs about how I would react in these situations, put them away and replace them with some more positive ones where I started believing that if anything happens, I can quickly come up with something because I've done that in these improv classes and I've Mm -hmm. seen it work. So, you know, it, it would be a, great if we could just replace our negative beliefs with positive ones without having to go through weeks of classes or paying somebody or but sometimes you just need a little bit of help you need mm-hmm. somebody to shift perspective for you because i ended up doing the exact same thing but with a different attitude
3: yes. because
2: i got these classes and i got this help
3: yeah
2: and we apply that to relationships careers anything and and we can see how that changes everything for us even yeah. though we're not doing anything different
1: and, and, you know, you've touched on so many important things in those few sentences. It is um, a topic that you and I wanted to talk about anyway, that many of us struggle with self-belief and what can, you know, what's helped you change your belief system. You've talked about, you know, seeking guidance and that you wish that you didn't have to. But actually, as, as I've got older, I've realized that if I need help on anything, whether it's, you know, fixing the garden fence or a medical issue or a law issue or an accountancy issue. I'm very able and willing to go and find the expert in that field, get their services or their advice and take it on. Why do you feel there is such a um, stigma attached to finding the experts to help us with our inner work, our mind work? I I
2: think it's interesting you said, as you got older, because I think Mm -hmm. that was the same for me. As I got older, I started realizing, actually, I don't have to be the one person who does everything and solves every problem. I I can ask for help. It's fine to tell people, I can't do this, or I don't know this, or I need more time, or I need more help. But... Initially, you know, as I was younger, I I thought if I ever say I can't to anybody, I'm done. Mm
3: -hmm. That's
2: it. There's going to be a line drawn and I can never pass it. And I was afraid of that. So again, it it was a a belief I had that maybe wasn't founded because. Um, I, I I was kind of alone for a long time doing what I do. So I didn't have a community to talk to and realize what I'm doing is actually great. It's above the norm. Or um, I didn't have colleagues to tell me that. And I think, you know, I, I've had years of imposter syndrome uh, uh, to, to the point where, where I had no idea how good I was in the work I was doing. I had no idea. I was working ten hours a day non stop, barely taking any breaks, and I still thought it's not enough. I need to prove myself more.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But then um as as you know, as I said, I was growing older, I started realizing I don't need to be the one person who does everything. Sometimes you need an expert who does something. So I don't need to also learn PPC and social media and technical SEO and this and that. I can focus on one thing that I like the most. And then I can I can go to different departments and say, if you want PPC, you need somebody to be here full time because I can do it for you. Um, if you want, you know, social media, I need somebody who does this full time because I can do it for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But then I decided, if you want technical SEO, I'm your girl because that was the thing I liked the most to do. So that's what I, I started spending the most time on, giving up on all the the different other areas that I wasn't excelling at, and that's fine
3: mm-hmm. because
2: I wasn't really putting in the time either. Because I didn't have the time to do it all. And you learn in time that if, if you need something fixed, you call in the expert and it should be the same with people who have websites. If you need it optimized, you call in an SEO expert. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have time to have a full-time job, a family and do SEO on top of it at no. the same level an expert would.
1: And also with this mind work, you know, there are people who have studied the mind for years and years and years, tap into their knowledge and, um, I've, I've spent a fortune on investing in myself. I've got a coach. I'll always have a coach because that way I'm accountable. I'm always getting better. And I get that guidance as well. So he'll coach me for some of the time. He'll mentor me for some of the time. And for me, that's where my growth has been. Without coaches in my career, I would have struggled. But I, I think um, one of the things that you also touched upon was um, challenging your belief system our beliefs can be changed our skills can be learned our minds can be reprogrammed it's just allowing yourself to do it
2: it's um I, i i try now so i i'm not saying i'm doing it in a good way now but i am trying to do it more if i can anytime i start getting a negative thought i try to change my perspective on it um and and i think this is I have a little bit of a story that my grandma used to tell me, and she was a very simple woman, Mm -hmm. not a lot of education, but she was so wise. Um, from all the things she's, she's learned in life, and she used to always put them in, in story form. And as a child, I didn't pay much attention, but later on I realized just how wise she was. And she had this one about um, a monk that goes to his um, superior and asks, you know, when 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 it's prayer time, is it okay if I light up a cigarette while, mm-hmm. while I pray? And the superior gets really mad and says, you know, you can't mock praying like that. You you can't start smoking. And um, the monk waits a few months until the superior forgets. And then he goes back in, but he changes perspective and says, hey, when I smoke, is it okay if I also pray? And, And his superior says, oh, praying should be something you do anytime, no matter what. Yeah. So the monk still ended up smoking and praying at the same time, but because he changed the perspective of how he, he approached the problem, he got a different result. Yeah. And I think it's the same with our, with our self-belief. If we keep looking in the mirror and saying all these negative things, we're going to believe them and they're mm-hmm. going to drive our lives and our decisions. But if we instead change the perspective and we only focused on the positives, we're going to start believing those two. Yeah, and we're gonna be more courageous um, in in doing more things, and it, it's gonna improve our lives.
3: Absolutely. And
2: I think that's that's the the scary part. It's all in our hands. We can't really blame anybody. We we can't put it on somebody else necessarily. We have that control. Absolutely. We just need to learn how to use it.
1: And and I think um, also recognizing I mean the. You and I have also talked about self-doubt. What would you say to people suffering from self-doubt? And um, from where I'm sitting, it's recognising that self-doubt happens when actually you're doing something new. You're tiptoeing outside your comfort zone. And this um, you're not going to feel self-doubt when you've done the same thing again and again and again. So recognise that when you're going to do something new, those doubts are going to come into your mind It's okay. It's natural. Just keep going. You're so right about that. It always
2: happens with a new job, right? Because mm-hmm. every new job has a learning curve. No, no two places are exactly the same. And um, I left ten years uh, in the hosting industry that I already knew as the back of my hand. I, I could have worked for any of our competitors because I've been monitoring them for so long. I could have just started working for them. And I decided to do something that's you know as opposite as possible to what I did before.
3: Mm-hmm. And I,
2: I chose image search and Alamy with stock photography which was something I've I've never done before at the scale and I my first six months were just doubt just Mm -hmm. doubt every every time I had to do something I've never done before I, I started questioning why did I decide to do this why did I leave a comfortable job that was you know everybody knew what we did we didn't have to explain it a lot to to get here where it's completely different. I have to Mm -hmm. learn all these new things. I have to test all these new things. Um, I was working with different types of people, different levels. Um, some, Some of the people I was working with, they were scientists, so they were expecting different approach to problems. It, it, it was the toughest six months in my life. And I am so happy I put through with it. And I, I, anytime I was doubting myself, I said, you know what? If, if they don't like what I do, they can just fire me. Otherwise, I'll just carry on and do my best. So that's kind of what took me through the six months because they never fired me. <laughs> so it meant that what I was doing, even though in my head it wasn't great, in their eyes it was. Because it was my probation. They could have just ended my contract, right? But they never did. Mm-hmm. So... I think we, even though we have the power to change our perspective, we do need external help. Mm-hmm. And I, I did have a very good manager at some point where I needed it, um, where she, she was always making a point in giving me proper feedback um, mm-hmm. and, and helping me grow. And that feedback helped me understand where I was actually positioned and how good my work is or was
3: mm-hmm.
2: um and then later on I, I found community which is which is something i didn't always have in my career and it's the twitter seo community it's women in tech seo community it's mm-hmm. all these different groups that i didn't have before and now they exist and you get feedback from them mm-hmm. and then it's it's easier to kind of see yourself um I don't even know how to explain this. I always tell my team, if you want to prove something, put numbers behind it. Mm -hmm. And I'd I'd recommend the same here when it comes to self-doubt, put numbers behind it. And if your numbers actually don't come back negative, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't doubt yourself anymore. So an example would be, you know, um, I, I don't have children, but I have a lot of friends who do. And they're. I talk to them and they're like, oh my God, I'm such a bad mother. My kids want to play with me.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I just don't have enough energy left to play with them at the end of the day.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I ask them, are you really a bad mother? Because your kids went to school, they're fed, they're clean, they're well-dressed. And their only problem in that moment is they want to play with you.
3: Mm-hmm. I think
2: you're doing a pretty good job. So, you know, look at the numbers. If they come out positive, stop doubting. It, it means you're doing a great job. You just have to start believing it as well.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, um, just do the thing. Just go for the thing. We have, you know, we've put like a badge of honor on being a perfectionist. Don't be a perfectionist. It, it doesn't serve you. It keeps you stuck. It doesn't help your self-esteem. It doesn't help your progress. So that would be my tip for with this, you know, fighting the self belief is just to go for it.
2: I like that about perfectionism because I, I, I know I tried it for a long time and I realized we can never truly achieve it. We, yeah. All we're doing is going to waste time trying to get there. So it's better if we just accept that it's never going to be perfect. But if it's as good as it gets in the moment, yeah. it's good
1: enough. Because there is, a, there is a thing, isn't it? Good enoughism. Is there? Yeah, yeah. It's I'm gonna Google it. Good <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, and, and I recorded a video the other day. What is, and I think I may have put an article on LinkedIn, what is the area outside our comfort zone called? Because I don't even know if it's got a name. But what if you reframed it? Instead of making it a scary place, call it the excitement zone or the wonder zone or the growth zone. Because then when you step out of it, hopefully it won't feel scary because you've reframed that, that space.
2: Yeah, because you're not going into the unknown, you're going into the exciting.
1: Yeah. I can't believe our time is almost messed up, Roxana. <laughs> um, I just do want to add one thing. Bizarrely, this, um, this topic of today of um, self-belief, before Roxana and I started recording, I was in a right flap because nothing was working. The the tech wasn't working. I had to buy more space on, on my Google Drive. And I just said to myself, Tasman, this whole podcast episode is on self-belief. You cannot give up. You have to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that uh, we don't suffer from it. We do. But you know. It had to be recorded i didn't want to miss that chance on talking to you roxana
2: it it you know doubts never go away but yeah. it matters how how often they keep coming back and how how much do we still believe in them
1: yeah and what we do when we're faced with them
2: yeah exactly so well done today
1: yeah thank you and thank you for being so calm and helping me through it that was brilliant Wow, absolutely. Thank you
2: for inviting me here. And um, thank you, everybody who's listening. And we, I, I truly hope you, you can find something useful from here and apply it to your life and, and get better
1: results. 100%. 100%. So, again, I'm going to echo that and also say thank you to everyone who's listened to the SEO Mindset podcast today. And my name's Tasman Sullivan, and I've had so much fun talking to the wonderful Roxana as my guest. Um, This is a weekly podcast, we've got new episodes coming out every Thursday and if you've enjoyed an episode, please do subscribe, give us a review You'll find Roxana, Roxana, did you say on Twitter, Roxane, Roxana Stigu?
2: Yeah, just first name, last name.
1: Yeah, and on obviously anybody who's on the Women in Tech SEO um, community, the Slack channel, we know where to find you, Roxana, so Absolutely. you can't hide from us. If anybody wants to reach out to me and talk more about these topics, then tasmansuleman.com is the website. Um, feel free to reach out, and anybody who wants to talk about this topic as well, reach out. And I'm happy to have a discussion. Well, it just leaves me to say goodbye, Roxana. I feel a bit sad. Oh no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's been it's been a lot of fun, Tasman. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Take care. Bye
2: for now. You too. Bye.